0: You are listening to the New Vision Church Podcast, a community to belong, be loved, and believe. Well, it's good to see you guys this morning. I'm going to take my glasses off, so I won't see you again for about an hour. Um, (laughs) uh, But uh, yesterday we did have a a great time at the uh, training for uh, special needs and just want to say thank you to our church, and, and here's a blessing. You know, it was, it was great that we had 15 people go. We were the largest uh, group or church uh, uh, being reflected there. And uh, we did have some challenges, you know. Um, there were a lot of things, and in, in, by the way, I just want to say, you know, the grace of God is, is amazing because even though we have a sign-up sheet and sometimes, you know, we get the sign-up sheet and not everybody signs up, on the sign-up sheet there was only like three people. And, uh, and so God multiplied it by five times yesterday morning, and, uh, and so I was aware of many of those who were going to go, uh, but uh, I, there were some that I had forgotten, and so even when Denise was registering everybody, everybody was not registered, so we called them and said, hey, you know, what's going to happen when we show up and we've got more people that are registered? They said, well, you can pay for it there. You can register when you come. So we said, okay. So uh, yesterday morning when we get there, we're trying to go through and register uh, five other people that, uh, that were it wasn't any fault of their own. Uh, and so I'm there on my phone, you know, they're like, yeah, go ahead and punch all this stuff in. We go through a punch in and it's not working. So I go through it again, I punch it all back in. You know, this is five times I've got to record everybody's, you know, well, I didn't have to record everything, but I had to go through and record different things over again. So we did it several times. I called the lady over, I said, ma'am, uh, this is just, you know, can you help me? She, she tries it a couple of times. She says, I, I don't know why it's not working and then she said don't worry about it we had five people get in for free yesterday and so that's a blessing amen and then on top of that god blessed us by rewarding us with having the largest group and so they gave us six free vip tickets for next year so i'm just saying that whenever you have an opportunity you should take advantage of that opportunity because you never know how God's going to bless you for going right to learn, to grow. And so next year when we go to this conference, I want to invite you, sign up. Don't don't think that God's going to just because God did it this time don't mean he's going to do it next time. All right? So sign up, but it is and it was a blessing to be there. We learned a lot. And 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 you've already heard it said today that God does care about each and every person. And and so You know it doesn't matter if you have what people recognize as a disability listen to this folks we are all disabled we all are special needs (laughs) you don't think you're special but you're special all right and you got some needs and and i'm so grateful that we have a god who cares about each and every person and this morning whatever your need is i want you to know that god is the only one who can truly meet it right If you're looking to me or you're looking to somebody else to meet your needs, it's never going to happen. You're never going to be satisfied, and everybody around you, I promise you, is going to fail you at some point. So don't look to them. So this morning, we're in the book of Acts. We're looking at actually Acts chapter 3 this morning, and it uh, was not my plan necessarily to go chapter by chapter, but that's kind of what's happening. Uh, If you're in the study for the family groups, you're realizing that we're in week three now, and and you're you're covering several chapters, okay, even though we're not going that quickly here uh, on Sunday mornings, uh, next week I assure you we will jump ahead a few chapters, but today we're going to look at Acts chapter 3, and uh, we'll start in verse number 1 through verses 16, and it says, now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, in case you didn't know what time the hour of prayer was, okay, and a man Lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, that is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms or to ask money for those who were entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms, and Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us! And so the man fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Now, this is a miracle. And you know why this is a miracle? Because as we just read in the beginning of the story, the man was not able to walk from birth. He had to be carried everywhere. And so in this moment, okay, the man is asking for alms. He's never experienced what it means to walk, much less leap or jump. And yet, God gives him something he wasn't even asking for. And all the people that saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. When he clung to Peter and John, all the people utterly astounded ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's, uh, Solomon's Gate. All right. Now, I want you to think about that. All right? It says that when he clung... To Peter and John I thought it was interesting when I read that he, he, he has never ever had to stand on his own two feet Think about that Some of y'all wonder why your kids have a hard time launching because they've never had to stand on their own two feet So don't don't get upset if they're clinging to you because they don't know what to do Okay, when you've got a baby that's learning how to walk Okay, when they fall down, you don't say oh come on kid. You've been here for two years. Why are you falling down? Right? You don't do that. This man has never, ever had to stand on his own two feet. And so he's standing on his own two feet, but he's clinging to them. You know why? Because that's what he's done all of his life. So don't get upset if somebody's clinging to you. You're going to have to, as we learned yesterday, all right? Yesterday, they showed us some principles on how to correct disruptive behavior. And so they were telling us about how sometimes these these folks make Cling to you. They may grab hold of you, and he said, "You don't just push them away, right? Because you could hurt them." He says, "No, you have to. You have to delicately, right? But but sternly, forcefully. You you move their fingers. You do those things. And so, here's this man who's clinging to Peter and John. They don't just throw him off. It says, and when Peter saw it, he addressed the people and said, Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. Now, that's a little insight in the story there that that we don't get in the Gospels, right? Right? that Pilate had actually made the decision to release Jesus. Interesting. But you denied the Holy and Righteous One and asked for a murder to be granted to you, and you killed the author of life whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, and his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. A few things I want to highlight for us today from this passage. We're going to talk about the name. And I thought it was so awesome that Christian talked about names this morning. Let me tell you this. God has a way of orchestrating what he wants to preach. And so today, again, I, you know, I stress out about all this kind of stuff. That's why I don't have hair anymore. All right. Uh, is, is that, you know, I'm just going to have to come to church and just trust that God's going to put it all together. Right. God's going to speak what God wants to say. And today, God wants to talk about his name, Jesus' name. You see, there is a name that's more important than my name, than Christian's name, than your name. We are are really, really, really going to focus on this this morning. And so I want you to understand this, that we are here to proclaim the name of Jesus. That is why we are here. You know, a lot of people come to church for all different kinds of reasons. We come to fellowship, to socialize. We come to be encouraged or, or um, even grow and learn. But, but let me remind us of why we exist. We exist to proclaim the name of Jesus. The reason the church is here, the reason the church exists, the reason God has left a remnant, he has left people here, he has left us here, is to proclaim his name. So what is it about the name of Jesus? What is it about that name? You know, there's something special about that name, isn't there? There's even that song, right? There's something about that name. And there is something about that name. But, but I want you to understand this. that There's nothing significant about just the name itself. It, it's not like you can just go around and use Jesus for some incantation just to try to get what you want. And, and in fact, let me just say this. That if you're not a Christian and uh, you, you're just you know, trying to, to say a prayer in, in Jesus' name even just to get what you want, it's not going to work. It doesn't work that way. You you can't just use Jesus to try to get what you want. You see, it's not about the word or the name itself. It's about the person associated with that name. You see, Jesus is just another word. But it's the person behind that word. That's what matters. It's Jesus himself. Because you see... When you say a name, a name is directly attached to a person, isn't it? This is why names are important. We wouldn't know each other. Now, let's be honest. There are a lot of times when you forget somebody's name. You do. And when you see them again at Walmart, you're like, hey, you. <laughs> hey, you, yeah, you, 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 yeah, you. Yeah, I know you. I just don't know your name, Right. We, we all say this, oh, I recognize your face. I never forget a face. But we forget names, don't we? We forget names. Here's the thing that we've got to remember is that a name is important. In fact, one of the things that really important to me, I work hard at this is trying to get to know your name when you, when you first come. And I try, I try, if those of you who are on repeat visits, right, after I get it the first week, if I see you again, I mean, I'm going to work really hard to remember your name. When, when I worked at uh, Christian camp, one of the challenges we would make, you know, we'd have 150, a couple hundred kids coming through there every week. And one of the challenges to the counselors that worked under me, I was, I'd tell them this, look, you need to know every kid in your cabin's name by lunch today. You know, you got like six or eight. But then you need to know every kid's name on your team because you might have like maybe 50 or 60 on your team. You need to know every one of their names by Tuesday evening. And then, certainly, you need to have everybody's name by Thursday. That's like on camp. When you see them, you need to recognize them by their name because names matter. And names matter because names are attached to people. And people matter. When we say a name, we immediately think about a person, don't you? I mean, there are some names, you know, you could you could say somebody's name. And even as uh, as as Christian was saying, he's only met two other Pastor Georges, um, <clears throat> which I guess I, I don't know if I find that strange or amazing or what, you know, but 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 that's the case. And so when somebody says George, right, he's got two people in his mind right now. Somebody could say a name and throw it out to you. And, and let's just, you know, I don't know. Let's just pick a name. My brother's name is Mike. And so when somebody says Mike, he's, he's the image that's popping into my head because he's the closest to me, right? If I say Mike to you, you're probably thinking of two or three other people, not say, thinking of the same person, right? But, but that name is attached to a particular person for you. In fact, there are some names you don't ever want to hear again. You know why? <laughs> because it brings up a bad image in your mind. And you're like, I don't ever want to be reminded of that person. Because a name is attached to a person. The same thing is true with Jesus, isn't it? It's attached to a person. You see, when we, when we say a name, it brings with it a connection or a relationship to that person. It brings about a connection or a relationship to that person. So when we say somebody's name, if you don't have a relationship, you don't connect, you haven't connected with them, they're like, you know, and this has happened to me too. Somebody says a name, they, you know, usually it's a first and a last name, right? It's like, hey, you know, and it's like, no, I don't know that person. I don't know, I don't know who you're talking about because I don't have a relationship with that person. Nobody's ever introduced me to that person. I'm sorry, I don't know who you're talking about. So a name is really important. You see, many people want to try to have a, uh, or try to use Jesus' name, but they don't have a connection with Jesus. They don't have a relationship with Jesus. And so for us, when we're talking about Jesus, they have no idea who we're talking about. You know what's coming to their mind? What's coming to their mind is the closest thing they know to a Jesus follower. And, And let's be honest, sometimes that's not the best image. Let's be honest that sometimes the image that other people have of Jesus or about Jesus is contingent on us and how we've lived in front of them. And this is why it's so important for us to represent him well. This this is why it's so important for us that if we're going to be identified with Jesus, and I think it's so awesome that, that Christian... when he he came to America and he gets the opportunity to change his name, he chooses the name Christian. Isn't that interesting? Because he wants to be identified with Jesus. He wants to be identified with Jesus' work in this world. So many of us are afraid to be called Christian because, well, we don't want everybody to know we're identified with God. We don't want everybody to know we're identified with Jesus. So it's like, no, don't call me that. Call me something else. Don't, Don't give me that name. Call me something else. And unfortunately, Jesus has gotten a bad rap. Unfortunately, a lot of people do have the wrong picture and image of Jesus. And oftentimes, it is because of us. Many times, people may want to try to use Jesus' name to get what they want, but they have no relationship with him or authority. It's like... You 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 can't just go and use Jesus' name, if you don't know Him. If you have no connection with Him, what are you doing trying to use His name? And I think it's interesting. Even, even Devin was talking about that up here, right? I'm telling you, all these things going to fit together. He said, he just turned to Satan and said, "The baby's going to be okay in Jesus' name." You know why he could say that? Because he's got a connection. But he also has authority because he has a relationship with Jesus. You see, names. Names are given to us through relationships. Our relationship, right, we get our name from our family. Now, you guys have all heard me say this before. I don't necessarily like my name. And, uh, and if I could have my name changed... I probably could now, you know. It's like I don't know if I want to pay to go get it done. But, but, you know, used to changing your name was really hard. People nowadays, you can go change your name to whatever you want it to be. If you want to be called, you know, one cent upside down on the ground, you can be called that. And they'll put it all over everything. But, you know, names come from the relationship we have with our family. Your parents name you. And they give you a name. And with that name comes, comes certain rights. It comes certain opportunities, certain things that are only afforded to you because you're part of that family. It also, we have names given to us by our friends. Some of you aren't called by your name. You're called by a name that your friend gave you. And that's all anybody knows you as. Right? Some people, you know, maybe your, maybe your sibling can't even say your name, but they called you something else. You know, I'm thinking about my, my, one of my adopted sons up in Tennessee. They call him Buddy. Buddy. His, his first name, I'm not going to tell you what his first name is because he'd be mad at me for telling everybody. But that's not his first name. His first name is not Buddy. But his first name was something his sister couldn't say, so she just called him Buddy. But that, that's how everybody knows him. If I were to say his first name, nobody would know who I was talking about. Because his name was Buddy. Everybody knows him as Buddy. Some of you may have certain names within your family, right? My my dad is a senior, but they don't call my dad George. Everybody in our family knows him as Herbie because that was his middle name, Herbert. Unfortunately, that's my middle name too. (laughs) Thankfully, nobody called me Herbie or Herbert or Junior. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. (laughs) My resignation will be on the table. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But, but you know, the thing is this, is that we all have things about our names that we don't really like, and you know what? Sometimes we don't like those names, and then we adopt names that other people give us, right? We adopt those names, and we we are so proud to be called that. Names are also given through personal relationships, right? Some of y'all... You, you're, you're in that marriage. You don't, you don't, you, when was the last time you used your, your spouse's real name? Yes, yeah, some of y'all probably. <laughs> Yesterday twice. Yesterday, twice. <laughs> We're not going to go there. But, but listen, some of y'all, some of y'all, it's, hey wifey, wifey, right? Hey bae. Right? Y'all use these these names for each other. Pumpkin. Hey, pumpkin. Sweetheart. Right? You have these names that you use for each other, right? And it's not because you don't know that name. It's just because you have a different name that means something more to you. And so you use that name. You see, names are so important. And they come from these relationships that we form with one another. And they take on a special meaning. Names are also used in authority, right? Right? It's like we, we, those of us who might be part of maybe government or you know, people who are ambassadors and things like that, they don't go on their own name or their own authority. They go representing a country. So it's like I'm here on behalf of the United States or I'm here on behalf of so-and-so or I've been authorized by this person to do this. Even um, times when we have to sign important documents, Right. Sometimes, you know, we've been given authority, a power of attorney even, to be able to sign for someone else, right? It's I'm representing them. And so it's not about me, it's not about my authority, but they have given me that authority to be able to represent or to sign this document or to say something on their behalf. And so I want you to understand here, this is what's going on with Peter and John and this lame man. They come upon him, and it says that as they were walking by, this lame man cries out to them, and he's asking for money. He's just asking for a little bit of assistance. And Peter and John say, we don't have that, but something that we do have, we want to give to you. But don't think this came to us or that this came to you because of us. This is coming to you on the authority of in the name of Jesus Christ. We all know Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says, Jesus said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus said this, I've been given this authority. Now I'm giving you this authority. You go in my name. You go and you represent me, but represent me well in the world. You go and you teach people what I've taught you. You go and you do the same kinds of things, right, that you've seen me do. You've seen me love people. You've seen me care for people. Jesus healed the lame in front of them jesus restored a a a man's withered hand jesus restored blind people's sight jesus touched lepers and so they saw jesus do this and they said you know what we're just like him so we see a lame man and you know what we're gonna reach out and touch him too because that's what jesus would do second corinthians 5 20 we are therefore christ's ambassadors As though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. This is what Paul is saying. This is what we should be saying. That we represent him. It is not about us. It is not about me. It's about Jesus. But what is Jesus' message to everyone? Be reconciled to God. Get right with God. Now, you know, you can say it that bluntly if you want to. But, but probably there's some people that you need to develop some relationships with that, that will hear you better when you're saying be reconciled to God. That, that through that relationship and getting to know someone's name and getting to know that they are a person that actually Jesus really does know their name, that Jesus really does care about them. Then they will hear you when you say be reconciled to God. Acts chapter 4 verse number 7 look at this they had set them in the midst and they inquired by what power or by what name did you do this you see the Pharisees and the religious people were really upset and they were like what are you do you what are you guys doing going around just healing people can you imagine that uh, how dare you help someone How dare you help a man who's never walked be able to walk and leap and jump and praise God? In fact, I think the religious people, if they could have said it, they they would have looked and said, Hey, man, be lame again. Think about that. How ridiculous that is. That that they, they were so fixated on obeying the law and doing all these things just right that they couldn't celebrate the miracle that God had done in front of them. And so it goes on in Acts chapter 4, verse number 10. It says, Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. <laughs> These guys are fearless. They, they, they were, as I was saying last week, Undaunted by what was going on around them and this is this is what they said they said listen guys let me just clear something up for you it ain't us it was god who did this if you got a problem with this you better take it up with god because he's the one who did it let it be known to all of you it's not me it's not you it is jesus But listen, this is not the only time something like this is mentioned. In fact, if you read through and if you're going through the book of Acts with us, you're going to see this time and time and time again. Look at Acts 4.12. And there is no salvation in anyone else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So there's this emphasis on this name, but this name is about a person. And that person is Jesus. Acts chapter 4 verses 17 through 18, but in order that they may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak, look, no more in his name. Don't talk about this, Jesus. That's what they were telling him. Don't talk about this. And look at what it says. So they charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. There was something about this name that everyone else was, was saying, you got to stop. You've got to stop talking about this name. You've got to stop talking about and, and propagating this person of Jesus. Acts chapter 5, verse 40. And when they had called in the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Well, let me ask you this question. And I do think to suffer for Jesus requires some special grace from God. There are literally, and I'm sure Christian can probably tell even better than I can. There are people around the world who are suffering to, in, in, right now in this moment because of the person and because of the name of Jesus. There are people right now who are being tortured because of the name of Jesus. But look at what Acts 5.41 says. Then they left the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for his name. Think about that. That that if we were ever given the opportunity to suffer for Jesus, would we? Would we count that as a blessing? Would, Would we rejoice because of what has just happened? These disciples of Jesus were incredible. They were actually going out, and I don't know if they were leaping, if they were able to leap right now, but we see clearly they were rejoicing because of what they had just been through. You see, they went away praising God because they suffered for His name. Just being identified with Him was a reason for them to celebrate. But they were also beaten just like he was beaten and because they were beaten just like he was beaten they said now we have a different kind of relationship with him because now we understand more that his stripes are what heals us that we too have been beaten like he was beaten and so if that's what it takes for me to be more like Jesus, then so be it. Sadly, today it's more about a me than a Jesus. And we've made everything about church about us. Me, me, me. God, what's in it for me? God, what can I get out of it? How is this going to make me feel? Oh, they didn't sing that song I love so much. I, I, you know, what's going on? I, I, I think I'm going to find a new church. That's how some people are. Oh, I don't like the music. I'm going to go to another church. I don't like the preaching. I'm going to go to another church. Listen, you're never going to find a church that has everything the way that you want it. Never. And y'all heard me say this before. and Y'all heard it said before. If you find a perfect church, don't go because you're going to mess it up. <laughs> don't go messing up somebody else's church, all right? Just stay here, okay? We're already messed up. But you see, that's the fact of the matter is that sometimes we don't want to realize that we're the ones messed up. We're the ones that need Jesus. But we turn it into a misus, and we say, I want you to worship me. I want you to worship what I like. I want you to worship the same Jesus that I like that's created in my image. And that's where we get it wrong. We've bought into the look at what knowledge I have or how holy I am or how big or how blessed my church is. And we, we, we promote all these things. And we make it a Mises and not a Jesus. Listen, I don't know. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not against mega churches. I'm not against, you know, that necessarily. Um... Again, mega churches, there's a lot of people there, which means there are a lot of souls there, which means that God cares about each and every one of those souls. But sometimes, you know, we 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 can't forget that when God starts growing us and when God starts blessing us, it's important for us to realize that it's not just about us. We can get so caught up in, in being bigger or growing bigger that we forget that. Every single individual matters. You see, we become what I call attention hoarders. Y'all probably seen those shows on TV, right? Hoarders, people who, who buy and collect all this stuff. I was watching one show the other day. It's uh, called, I, 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 uh, um, I don't remember what it's called. But it's these, these flippers, they, they buy these houses that are uh, used to be owned by hoarders. And they go in there and they uh, clear clear it all out, and then they clean the house up and they flip it, you know, for, for a profit. And uh, and so they <clears throat> they had all these. They were going through this house, and they had um, this this hoarder had all of these pairs of rain boots just lined up there, right? And it was just like, what in the world? Why do you why do you need like ten pairs of rain boots, right? And and so what happens is, is that, that we can all become attention hoarders, and we make it about us. We make it about, well, what, what, is, what matters to me should matter to the church. What, what I think is important because, well, I'm a follower of Jesus, and because I'm closer to God than even the pastor is closer, and let me say this, that many of you probably are closer to God than I am, okay? But, but this is what we've got to all understand is that we all have our unique relationship with Jesus, Right? And so it's not about measuring, trying to say, well, I'm closer to God than than the pastor is. I have a better connection with God than the pastor does, and so you should listen to me. We should all listen to the Holy Spirit. Right? And it doesn't matter whether it's the pastor, whether it's a deacon, an elder. All that matters is what is Jesus saying to the church. And it takes all of us to hear him clearly. So let's not become attention hoarders and just saying, well, you know, you got to pay attention to what's important to me. And, and don't get me wrong, you know, we went to the special needs thing yesterday. And if there's, there's, you know, groups like special needs that often get ignored by churches, there are certain people groups, right, in our society that have often felt ignored by churches. And it's important for us to understand that the church is a place for all people. That that God wants all people to come to him. He wants all nations to worship him. But we're not going to change the truth. We're not going to adapt what the Bible says to accommodate and give attention to just one particular person or group. Right? The, The people we must change to adapt to God's word. We must fall into alignment with what his will is, not our own desires. You see, we're here to magnify his name. This is why we exist. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have I give to you. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He didn't say on authority of Peter and John, even though you're looking at us, get up and walk. No, he didn't say that. He said on authority of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you get up and walk. You see, it's about magnifying Jesus' name. I think it's interesting in this passage alone, we see several names given to Jesus. Look at this. Jesus of Nazareth, one. You you drop down a little bit. It says... While he clung to Peter and John, all the people utterly astounded ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's. And when Peter saw it and addressed the people, Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this, or why do you stare at us? As though by our own power or piety we have made him walk. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, look at this, glorified who? His servant, Jesus. His servant, Jesus. I think it's interesting that Peter refers to Jesus as the servant. He is the Lord of lords. He is the King of kings. But Jesus made himself known to us as a humble servant. And if we are going to succeed in this world today, as even our brother Christian was talking about, being successful. Let me define what success is for you as a Christian. It's being a servant to all you will not be a successful christ follower if you cannot be a servant to all jesus was a servant to all even those who betrayed him on that night he washed judas's feet that's a name it goes on and says this but you denied the holy and righteous one this is another Names of Jesus, holy and righteous one. It's important for us to understand who Jesus is. You drop down another line. The author of life. The author of life. Who is Jesus? Who is this person? He's the author of life. He's the one who gave life to Natalia and Nyla. Right? He's the one. All life comes from God every person alive that's ever lived will ever live that life comes from god and jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith and he is also the author of life you see we magnify his name when we are drawing attention to it we are pointing people to the person behind the name just because you know somebody's name don't mean you know them A lot of y'all think you know somebody, and you go ask that person if they know you, they're like, who are you talking about? What? No, I don't know them. Just because, just because you know somebody's name, and we know a lot of people's names, we hear it floating on TV, we hear it all around the place, but listen, if, they, if you were to ask them who you are, they would say, I don't know. Just because you have somebody's name in your mind or your mouth doesn't mean that you know them or they know you. When it comes to magnifying Jesus, we as his followers are to point people to him. We draw attention to him and not to ourselves. And so, i got to keep moving. Let me wrap it up. To glorify his name means to reverence it. We hear a lot about magnifying Jesus' name. All right, That means to point people to him. But to glorify his name means to reverence his name. We shouldn't treat Jesus' name like any other name. His name should be separated in our lives. We should should reverence His name. We should be careful with how we use even God's name. In fact, God's name was so holy in the Old Testament, they wouldn't even say His name. They gave Him other names to call Him because His name was so holy. They couldn't even say, they wouldn't even say Yahweh. In fact, if you go and you read some Bibles, if you want to be completely accurate, right, they don't want, they, some some translations now, they even leave out the O in the G-O-D because that's trying to communicate to you that you are using the most holy name of God in this passage. The name that the, the Jews wouldn't even say. It was so holy. And yet Jesus ties himself to this name, to this name that is holy and set apart. Jesus ties his name to God. Look at this in John chapter 8, verse 58. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. We all know the story of God's encounter with Moses. Moses said, Who, Whom shall I tell him sent me? And God said, Tell him I am sent you. I am and here is jesus in the new testament who is equating himself with god and he's saying this we got the same name now i want you to understand this jesus was not a junior i'm a junior because i was born of my father and mother jesus is not a junior because jesus was not born jesus was not born in eternity he was born in the flesh okay but as God, he always existed. We need to understand that. Look at this. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Isaiah seven fourteen. What does the word or name Emmanuel mean? God with us. So he's given this name that identifies him and equates him with God of the Old Testament. That God, your God, is now with you in the flesh. This God has now become John chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory. Look at, there it is. His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. There is something about this person, Jesus, that is uniquely different. We should reverence Him. We should never profane the name of Jesus Christ. I think it's interesting, <clears throat> when you watch TV, you hear a lot of things about Jesus, but they're never good. People will profane his name, they'll take his name in vain. You never, you never hear anybody on TV saying, oh, Muhammad," oh, Buddha. You never hear that. Why is that? Let me tell you why that is. It's because they don't matter. It's Jesus that matters. And Satan wants to do all he can to keep Jesus from getting any positive attention. And it's because it's a spiritual battle. It's because his name is the only truly holy name. And so as I wrap up, let me just say this. The name of Jesus is all about his fame. It's all about his fame. It's all about him being lifted up. When I say Jordan or LeBron, there are a lot of people who've got opinions about those guys. You see these debates all the time. You know, who's the greatest? What, you know, who's got the best percentage? Who, who, who is it that we should just elevate to the, to the status of greatest of all time? I say Tom Brady. We all know where I'm at on that. <laughs> But we can say other names, right, from our area. We can say Truett Cathy, right? And, and, and there's this legacy that goes with that name. There are certain people, right? We can say Mandela or, or Gates or Jobs. We can say these names, and all of a sudden, there's all these things that come with these people that they have done or accomplished or maybe that they are being remembered for. There are certain names that are famous. And we know their names. There are certain corporations like McDonald's. I mean, you can go everywhere. You can find McDonald's. Christian, is there McDonald's in Angola? No? Wow. One place where it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when you think about this, is there Starbucks, right? You, you, go, this, you, you go places, and one of the first things people are going to be asking, you know, well, you got, you got McDonald's? You got Starbucks? You got these, you got these things, right, that, that are kind of synonymous now with coffee or with hamburgers, right? It's synonymous with that because those names seem to carry a lot of weight. They're famous for those certain things. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people and said, Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk? It's his name. By faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given this man perfect health in the presence of you all. You see, it's about us coming together and working together for the purpose and the cause of Jesus. John and Peter worked together to see this man healed. It was was through the power of Jesus' name that Jesus used them to heal this man in order to spread the gospel around the world. Recently, uh, Olivia Newton-John passed away. Many of us knew her from many different things, uh, movies and things. uh, Growing up, Uh, I'm sure most of you all probably seen Grease. And uh, that song, Hopelessly Devoted to You. And today, as I wrap things up, I, I, I want to point your attention to a few things that the church, the early church, was hopelessly devoted to that if we as god's people are going to represent him well in the world we need to be hopefully devoted to these things the first thing is this we've got to be hopefully hopefully devoted together in prayer acts 242 they devoted themselves look at this they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to the prayers they were hopefully devoted to these things. Look at this. 1 Corinthians 16, 14. Let all you do be done in love. Now I urge you, brothers, you know that the household of Stephanos were the first converts in Achaia. And that they have devoted themselves to the service of the saints. Are you devoted to that? Are you hopefully devoted to that? Many of us are devoted to a lot of things. Are we devoted to the right things? They were devoted to the service of the saints. Romans twelve nine through 13. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abort what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. Not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, pers- persevering in tribulation. Devoted to prayer. That's the second time we've seen that. Contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. We must be hopefully devoted to one another in brotherly love giving preference to one another, devoted in prayer. They were devoted to these things for a reason, and it's because they understood this, that it's the name of Jesus that everyone else needs to know. Everybody needs to know Jesus. And so, let me uh, point this illustration out to you. Band, you guys can come on up. I have a uh, a chord here. I don't know what y'all call these things. I, growing up, we called them drop cords. I don't know if that's just because you, you drop it somewhere and whatever, but but it's really not a drop cord, right? Um, it's an extension cord. Now, when you think about this, right? The Bible tells us, I, I don't know if you knew what kind of car that the uh, disciples drove. Is is a Honda, because the Bible tells us they all left in one accord. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but but this is what I want you to understand today about this cord, right? Is that that this cord is an extension. Now, this cord and I'm going to plug this other one into it. I saw this one yesterday. And I thought it was so awesome. I thought it was awesome because it actually has three plugs, Father, Son, and Spirit. And you see, what happens a lot of times is that people come to church, soak all this up, all this good stuff up, say, wow, that's a great sermon, enjoyed it, I enjoyed it. You know what my response to you is? What you going to do with it? You see, it's not about, God's God's not trying to be the light in the church. God's trying to take the light out to the darkness. But what we don't, what we fail to understand is this, is that we are supposed to be the extension of God's light to the world. That that we are supposed to take the light to other places like Angola, to El Salvador. We're supposed to take that light and be that light other places. So, So look at this. Y'all know what these are, right? Thank you for knowing that, Melissa. It is a nightlight. It's not a daylight. It's a nightlight. You know, when this light comes on? When there's darkness. Now, I had to cover up the little sensor there so it would work. But I want you to understand this. Is that so many of us, look, God's light is on all the time. His light is on all the time. You 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 can't snuff out God's light. So this light is burning all the time. Well, the Bible told us this that Jesus came into the world. The light came into the world. You got God. You got Jesus in the world. But but we got this third one, right? This this third thing right here. And the Bible tells us this, that Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, he said, but you will receive power, you will receive power whenever the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will then go and be my witnesses wherever you are, wherever you go. So look at this. Today today we got uh, three special guests with us on the front row. They didn't know they were going to do this. Casey, Casey's here. Chance is here, and Ethan is here, all the way from England. It's good to have Ethan back. So you guys come on up here for a second. Y'all didn't, like I said, you didn't know you're going to get to be part of this illustration today. But the Bible says this: they all left in one accord. They all left in one accord. We're all going to leave in. One (laughs) accord, but you got to decide to be connected to that cord. You see, they've all got extensions, they're all extensions, but they're not connected. You got to determine to be connected. But, but watch what happens whenever you get connected. Hold on, Ethan, hold on a second. Let me let me get this other. Go ahead and plug your your cord in there, Ethan. Okay? Now walk on out a little bit. Walk on down. Yep, there we go. Chance, go ahead and go with him. Plug your cord in there, Chance. Because, you see, Ethan got to this church because of Chance. Go ahead down, Casey. Casey and Chance have been friends for a while. Casey and Chance got to know Ethan. Ethan. But look at this, stretch it on out, yeah, stretch it on out. And you see what happens is this, is that when we become of one accord, when we take our extension and we get plugged in, look at what happens. I hope this works. (laughs) The light goes further when we are connected. And today, I want you to understand this, that each and every one of you Are an extension of this church. Each and every one of you have the ability to plug in so that your light might shine a little bit further. And don't underestimate how important your light is. Because you may feel like, you know what, I'm just a little light, this little light of mine, but you got to let it shine. You know where it's going to shine the brightest? In the darkness. You guys can have a seat. And as we close today, as we close today, I'm going to ask you, are you plugged in? I'm going to ask you, are you devoted to the right things? I'm going to ask you, if you are of one accord, That the things that are important to God are actually really important to you. You see, a lot of times we get distracted by a lot of things. And you know what happens? We unplug. We pull back. And I I, I skipped over this slide in there. But but, but remember what? Remember Job? You remember Job, right? A man who had tremendous, unbelievable hardships. And he had the audacity to say this. Though he slay me, still I will praise him we got to have that kind of faith, folks. we got to have that kind of tenacity to say, you know what? No matter what happens, no matter what comes my way, I'm going to be an extension of Jesus' name. Because it's not about my name. It's about His. It's about me being the light in the darkness and pointing people to Him and what He is able to do, even in the midst of my heartache. Even in the midst of my hardship, Jesus Christ is the one who matters. And he's all that matters. So today, church, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? And let me ask you, are you of one accord this morning? Do we all want the same things? Do we all want Jesus to be lifted high? Do we all want Jesus to be the one that's elevated? Do we all want Jesus to be the the name that is known around the world? And so today, we can all leave in one accord. We can all understand that we're an extension of Jesus. Just like Peter and John who said, it is not our power. Look, this power from this cord ain't coming from me. There's a source outside of this building where that, that power's coming from. It's not my piety. It's not my goodness. I don't have anything good within me except Jesus. But it's by his power, by his name, because of who he is, he is sending us into the world. And so, Jesus, today, we come in your name. And it's because of the death and the burial and the resurrection and you ascending to your Father, making intercession for us today, that we can come of one heart and one mind and ask you, Lord, to fill us and to use us, to extend us, and our reach beyond Fayette County. God, that you would use us to proclaim your name, to magnify your name, to glorify your name, so that others may know all that you have done for them. Father God, I'm reminded, as Christian was saying, that he got to choose his name. But Lord... When we come to you, you give us a new name. And the Bible tells us that anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. And old things are passed away. And behold, everything becomes new. That you, you are the one who does the work. So today, God, we celebrate. We celebrate Jesus and all that he's done. For it's in his name that we pray.